right, welcome back to another episode of Focus on EDU, EdTech, and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko from CDW Education. And as always, I feel like you have to say this like obligatory at the beginning of any show. I'm really excited to be here uh, and really excited for our guest today, Dr. Bernadette Lawson-Williams from Johnson C. Smith University. And she has all kinds of titles, all kinds of interesting things that she's doing there. So we're going to dive right in and bring her in. So Dr. Lawson-Williams, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in education. Yes, I am wearing very many hats and I enjoy every single hat that I wear. I am the founder and coordinator of our esports and gaming trifecta, the first at an HBCU. And that trifecta consists of a state of the arts esports lab, an esports and gaming academic program, the first at an HBCU, as well as a highly competitive esports club. And so we are back in business, it's fall semester. Uh, 2022, and we're excited to kick off this year. And thank you again for having me, Doug. Absolutely, I'm I'm really excited to hear more about the trifecta. I love the idea of the esports gaming trifecta. I know that you uh, that you talk about. So take me through a little bit. Uh, let's start at the academic side, right? We're focused on EDU. Let's start with the academics. Let's start with the education. What does that program look like, and what was it like building that? Yes. Well, I also want to mention that this is my 25th year working in higher education. And so uh, part of my experience over the past 25 years has been developing and implementing high quality sport management, as well as physical activity and esports and gaming management programs. And so uh, taking that program from the uh, infantile stages to where we are now, where it's a full blown program that has really grown to be one of the most popular academic options at Johnson C. Smith University has been an immense opportunity. We started out in January of 2020, where Professor John Cash and Esports Maven instructed the first ever HBCU Esports course at not just an HBCU, I would have to say within the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And so from the onset of him introducing esports and gaming concepts to students at Johnson C. Smith University, we really uh, looked at every facet of esports and gaming from the business side, as well as competitive and recreational collegiate sports. And so, you know, from top to bottom, that program has grown by 200% in enrollment. So we are certainly one of the focal points for the university to not only recruit, but retain undergraduate students. So I think when people hear esports, right, esports being competitive video gaming, they might say, what does that have to do with curriculum? So what types of things in that first course uh, was he introducing students to? Well, he was talking about everything from event management, of course, uh, executing uh, tournaments, esports tournaments, esports events, as well as community opportunities, sponsorships, you know, public relations, communications, uh, every facet. I always compare it to my uh, background in sport management. So every uh, opportunity that you would have to delve into uh, sport from the competitive standpoint, setting up tournaments, implementing tournaments, uh, you have that same uh, type of structure within esports and gaming. And so again, that course not only covered marketing, of course, he made sure that students were apprised of everything that was going on in esports and gaming at that time. So from conversations about uh, some of the world's leading esports and gaming companies, such as 
Activision Blizzard, Riot Games, Epic Games, you know, we certainly have uh, made contact and collaborated with those companies. And so part of his uh, experience with making sure that students were uh, gaining insight that they needed was to connect with those companies and to have some of those companies invite speakers into the classroom setting. So it sounds like it started as one course in January of 2020. Um, has it grown and expanded since then? What has it grown and expanded to include? I think for schools that are just starting the academic or curriculum side of esports, it'd be really interesting to know. Absolutely. Our curriculum consists of seven courses. And so seven three credit hour courses for a total of 21 credit hours. And so again, the intro into esports and gaming management course is the prerequisite for all of the other courses to follow. But uh, we also have an esports and business trends course, uh, as well as an esports and gaming project management. Of course, you have to have esports and gaming technology because we want to ensure that students are, ha get, have a total understanding of all of the types of modalities and technologies that are used in esports and gaming, as well as an esports and gaming uh, internship course. So the internship course is really the culminating experience that allows students to apply all of the concepts that they learn from the other esports and gaming program courses in an actual esports and gaming setting. And so we partnered with uh, companies in, you know, in Charlotte, the surrounding areas, as well as outside of the state to ensure that students have the experience that they need in order to be successful. For us, it's all about esports and gaming career pathways. So while we want the students to game competitively or recreationally, we really want the students to, uh, you know, go into evolve into some of the esports and gaming pathways, whether it be in actual software engineering, game development, or within marketing, you know, public relations, event management, business analysts. So, you know, there are just innumerable career opportunities, as you very well know, Doug, and we want to expose our students to every single career opportunity. Opportunities are unlimited. Yeah, one of the incredible things, we got to work with some students um, who were in esports focused coursework uh, mm -hmm. at an event recently. And we were talking to this young woman, you know, 20 years old, and she was saying that she wants to be involved um, in the esports space in business development and developing mm -hmm. partnerships and sponsorships for organizations. And all I could think was like, if you would have asked me what I wanted to do, when I was 20, I definitely wouldn't have even known what business development was, mm -hmm. let alone this very specific subset. And, and to have students who really know that their interests personally and then professionally are going to be able to align like that, you know, I think it presents this really amazing opportunity that we haven't had before. Yeah, that's correct. And so again, that is the purpose and the mission of our esports and gaming academic program to ensure that students have the exposure that they need. So for the most part, the majority of students in our esports and gaming program are avid gamers. And so for them, it means the opportunity to transition their passion for gaming. Many of them have been gaming since my twins. <laughs> they gamed starting at four and they're 13 now. But many of these students have been gaming since they were younger. And so for them, it, there's always been a controller in their hands. So we want to ensure that they understand that there are unlimited career opportunities that extend far beyond their controllers. And so the way to do that is to teach them about those skills and those opportunities, as well as to introduce them to the esports e and gaming network. And so we're proud to boast that we were the first HBCU to partner with 
Riot Games, and five of our students actually had internships with Riot Games uh, last summer. And so we're working on a number of uh, collaborations that will also lead to other internship opportunities. Uh, two of our students interned with the Charlotte Phoenix, which is our professional esports organization here in Charlotte uh, last semester. And so, you know, continuing to build those partnerships. And, and we believe that through those partnerships, these students will begin to acquire uh, esports and gaming career opportunities. So not just the internship, but landing jobs at some of these companies. So you mentioned a few times first academic curriculum program at an HBCU surrounding esports. So tell me why it's important. Uh, you know, obviously the HBCUs of, of around 100 right across the country. Uh, why do you think that this holds a special place uh, on those campuses as well? Well, it holds a special place because of the statistics. So looking at college age students who are attending HBCUs, over 83% gain on a weekly to daily basis. However, on the other side, only between two to 4% of esports and gaming professionals identify as African-American. And so we want to help to bridge that gap. So you're looking at between two to 4% who are employed in professional esports and gaming organizations, and then 83% who are actually gaming on a weekly to daily basis. And so those individuals, I always tell them that you guys really have a head up in the industry because you play many of the games. And if it, you know, if the opportunity avails for you to actually get a job working with the publisher whose games you actually play, imagine, you know, how connected you are to, to that particular product. And so it's been very exciting, for instance, to see students who are playing Valorant or League of Legends, you know, actually have the opportunity to work with Riot Games. You know, how amazing is that? Another example, of course, Call of Duty is one of our most successful esports on campus. We literally have a team that has won every single Call of Duty tournament uh, that has been you know, administered by the HBCU Esports League. And so they are the reigning champs of Call of Duty. As a matter of fact, they're getting ready for another uh, tournament in about two weeks. But for those students to actually participate in an internship rush last week, you know, to play Call of Duty and then to participate in the internship rush, knowing that they may be selected for some of those opportunities is really just, you know, phenomenal. And so again, our goal is to make sure that we're connecting the dots for the students, that we are not only allowing them and providing them with the information they need to be successful, but the opportunities that they need to be successful. So it's not just for advo about advocacy for us, it's also about action. Love it, love it, love it. So I see, you know, your Call of Duty poster back there as well. So let's flip yeah. to that uh, more competitive side. What does the competitive program look like there? And I know you mentioned you also have a lab on campus. So tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. Well, I went in the lab on yesterday and it always makes my heart smile to see the lab full, you know, to go in and students are in their zones, they're gaining, gaming and you know, they, of course, have their headsets on and they're in their own world. But for us, you know, them practicing means that they're preparing just as we would encourage them to prepare for their study, to study for exam. They're now preparing to gain. They're preparing to participate in uh, some of their upcoming matches and tournaments. So to see that type of passion and that type of commitment to accomplishing a goal, now a goal in esports athletics, as opposed to, you know, the goal, of course, that they're, they have to accomplish because they're there as uh, collegiate students matriculating. I love to see it. 
Uh, it just means that we're building a strong program. We're building a diverse program. And so again, seeing, you know, all students playing, men, women, and non-binary students playing, we are creating an atmosphere that is not only safe, but is conducive to, you know, competition and of course, recreational gaming. Love it. Love it. Tell me a little bit more about the partnerships that you forge with some of these companies, because I think that's an important step for folks to realize as they're building this out. It's not just important to talk about the pipeline that exists, right? But you, right now we have to build it. Exactly. You know, it's imperative to build relationships. And I always have to give the advice that, you know, many times it's just about asking. So if you identify a need within your program, you don't just have that conversation with your colleagues. You extend your arms outside of the walls of your school or of your college, and you reach out to the practitioners who have the answers and many times have the types of uh, connections that you need to really uh, help your program to flourish. And so for us, that's exactly what we did. A uh, conversation on LinkedIn with a Riot Games representative led to a conversation with about five or six other Riot team members. And that led to our partnership and was really just about asking for assistance with infrastructure. And so that, you know, again, conversation led to them donating uh, gaming chairs to our esports lab, as well as them creating the opportunity for our students to um, engage in internship experiences. And so, of course, if it hadn't been for COVID, our students would have been in California for that internship opportunity, but it ended up being a virtual internship last summer. But nevertheless, it was an immense experience that really propelled them into the industry and helped them to understand it is possible for me to get a job in esports and gaming. You know, many of them have conversations with their parents and the parents are saying, well, wait a minute, what is this esports and gaming? We don't know what that is. How do, what does that mean to you and your success as a college student? And when they explain to their parents that this is actually a minor program, so it's not just me taking a few elective courses, I'm actually going to get credit for this particular minor program and it is going to be on my transcript. And I have actually forged partnerships and, and networks with you know individuals who work for these major uh, global gaming companies. And I think through those kinds of conversations, we really can understand the extent to which students can be successful in this industry. I would have to say it was also most exciting for the U.S. Secretary of Education to have the opportunity to visit our esports lab last July. And he's a gamer dad, so he could completely relate to how imperative it is to get the word out and, and to really just disseminate information about esports and gaming career pathways. And so I hope that, you know, he will be able to visit again. He did say he wanted to at least return and, and talk a little bit of, a little bit more about how to uh, incorporate esports and gaming into the curriculum K through 20. So that was probably one of the best memories that I've had, you know, among the best memories that I've had in our esports lab with him coming to visit Dr. Miguel Cardona. Love it. Love to see it. Love the yeah. support that we're getting in the in the ecosystem right now. Right. So um, for folks who are either just starting out or anything like that, you know, people are always looking for new resources, new people to connect to. Um, you know, if they want to either follow you and your work or if there are people who have been really influential um, for you or any resources you want to share, uh, now's the time. 
Yeah. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, my, and give accolades to our esports and gaming faculty. Of course, I mentioned before Professor John Cash, an esports maven, uh, also the first ever HBCU esports professor, as well as Professor Dwayne Meekins, who's the owner of Salty Sweet Gaming. He had his gaming truck on campus on just yesterday. Uh, we're also getting ready for an NBA 2K League panel this evening that he actually coordinated. Uh, additionally, uh, Marcus Esports Howard is one of our adjuncts, and he is the owner of Met Arena, a Tampa-based uh, technology company. And so the, they're just a few of the uh, resources that I pull from. Uh, from a standpoint of those of you who are interested in gaining more insight about the esports and gaming ecosystem and or demographics about video gaming, you can always uh, visit uh, the entertainment uh, Software Association's website, I believe it's ESA.com, but if not, just Google it. And you can see from there all of the demographics about video games, about video gamers. And I think that will really provide a, a sound understanding of the industry as well as those who are uh, actually participating in the industry. Well, thank you so much for being on today, for sharing your stories and experience with us and, and keep pushing on that gaming trifecta. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity and keep on gaming, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be notified whenever we post new content. Looking forward to seeing you next time.